Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Savvy Business. Life Unscripted with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Dr. John Chubak. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting Life Unscripted for our very own new series, Life After COVID. We're so grateful to have you here. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks so much for having me. This is great. Oh, you betcha. We're excited to have you. Your agent reached out to me, and when I heard the title of your book, I was like, we're going to be talking about clogged arteries, but no, no, that's not it. The name of your book is Make Your Own Damn Cheese, Understanding, Navigating, and Mastering the Three Mazes of Success. Um, And this particular episode, we're going to do a little play on that status quo. Is it the mousetrap to your success? And you're going to help us with that. So, John, welcome to Savvy. Thank you so much for having me. It's terrific being here. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, you're a cardiac uh, um, surgeon. Uh, what brought you to write a book of, like this, to understanding and navigating and mastering uh, success? How did that come about? Well, it's actually an interesting story. I'll try, try to give you the quick um, synopsis. I, I am board certified in open heart surgery, and I did practice open heart surgery the first six years that I was in practice. Um, but having spent literally a lifetime becoming a cardiac surgeon, when I got there, although I was very successful professionally, I found that I was very unhappy. Um, just the overall lifestyle and, and the way that it was impacting my personal life, my time with my family, my wife, my children, etc. I really felt like I, I needed to make a change, which was not an easy thing to do. I had to your point, I had built my own sort of personal status quo, mm-hmm. and I had spent many years, uh, 15 years after high school, to be exact, to become a cardiac surgeon, and then I spent another six years as a cardiac surgeon. And when you've put that kind of time and effort into one way of thinking and one goal set and, and achieving those goals and being mm-hmm. successful, very difficult to change directions um, when you've put that kind of effort into something. And so... That's where I found myself. Um, And I found Spencer Johnson's book, Who Moved My Cheese, um, which around that time, this was around 2006, 2007. And that book was a fantastic little allegory about mice living in a maze and how the cheese in their corner of the maze dried up. And what do you do when the cheese in your area of the maze dries up? And Dr. Johnson's advice was, get out into the maze and go look for happiness and success and prosperity and whatever it is you're looking for elsewhere. Have the guts to do that. And that started me on a path of, of um, personal discovery and personal development training. And um, after about, I would say, 10 years of study, I felt that I had something to add to the conversation. And that's when I wrote Make Your Own Damn Cheese. You know, that's amazing. And I know for myself, I stayed uh, doing one thing that was 
maybe not my favorite thing in the universe and in corporate for many years and, and didn't venture out myself. And I, I don't know about you. What was it for you that kept you in that road to doc, becoming a doctor and then staying a doctor? Did you, was it a dream as a kid? Did it sound like a cool job? How did that work? Um, yeah, well, that's exactly right. Um, I, my father was a physician. My mother was a nurse. And from very young childhood, my father sort of impressed on me that it would be a wonderful thing not only to become a doctor, he was an obstetrician gynecologist, but when he was young, the field of open heart surgery was brand new and exciting and really kind of like the astronauts of the medical world. So he encouraged me to pursue that. And as a young person, when a seed like that gets planted in your mind and you wanna please other people and um, live, you know, live up to the dreams that are sort of set for you, it, it became ingrained in my subconscious mind. And that's what I talk a lot about in my book, which is how these ideas get planted in our subconscious mind and how they become our belief systems and how we fall in love with those ideas and how those then lead to our habitual behavior, our results, and we find ourselves in a place in life. And by the time you become an adult, you say, how exactly did I get here? You know, what made me do this? What, what was the decision process? And unless you do a lot of study of the mind and how the mind works and so forth, you may never figure those questions out. But I think I did figure a lot of that out. And that's what I share in the book. That's great. Uh, what I'm thinking, John, is it really s sort of like taking sacred cows that are passed down to you and just taking them on as your own without realizing, are these really my true values? Do I stand by these? Because I think that's kind of how it worked out for me. I started to examine different things in my life and say, is this something I truly believe or do I stand on something else? Yes, I think you're exactly right. I think, you know, in the book, I talk about how the mind is structured, not the brain. The brain is something different than the mind. The brain is a three pound organ that lives in our, in our skull. And I have a wife actually who has a PhD in neuroscience and neurochemistry. And the anatomy of the brain is highly complex, obviously it takes years to study and understand. The mind on the, on the other hand is not the brain. The mind is not an organ, it's more like an activity. Mm. And generally the way I teach the mind is that it's broken up into three basic parts, the conscious, the subconscious, and the superconscious. And just to sort of give a brief synopsis for the audience, what we think about most of the time in the conscious mind is largely a reflection of what we're seeing in the world around us through our five senses, sight, smell, hear, taste, touch the household we grew up in, the culture we grew up in, the language we hear, the food we eat, the religion we practice or don't practice, and so on and so forth. So many of these sacred cows, as you put it, are programmed within us before the age of seven or eight. You know, the Jesuits for the last 400 years in the Catholic Church, the educators and the intellectuals of the Catholic Church have been saying, if you give me the boy before the age of seven, I'll show you the man for the rest of his life. So, so much of that training, indoctrination, programming, not that any of it's being done maliciously, is happening at a very, very early age. And it really, really sets the stage for so many of our beliefs and our, our actions and our results going forward. Wow, you know what this brings to mind for me, John? How do most people, I know for me it wasn't an easy process, but 
I'm getting, I thought too, when I was going through the, before I started the process, well, of course I believe these things. How do you even get to the process where beginning to examine what works, what doesn't work, what's keeping me in this mousetrap of, of this place I don't want to be? How did you begin your journey? Well, I think one of the fascinating things, and I, and I do go into this in the book, is what we call the psychosomatic connection. Psycho or psyche, the mind, and soma, the body, are intimately connected. And so as we mature and the conscious mind develops more and more and we're thinking, mm -hmm. if our thoughts, our wants, our desires, our goals are not in harmony with that belief system that we've sort of been programmed to adopt, which resides in the conscious mind, in the subconscious mind, we develop a conflict between the conscious and the subconscious mind. And this puts us into a negative vibration. So typically there's something innate in us, which gives us this feeling of dis-ease, this feeling of discomfort that something is wrong. And when you feel that way, what I try to teach people is trust it, trust that feeling. It's right. What, if there's disharmony between what you have and what you are or what you have and where you are and so on and so forth, your body will give you this, this, this negative vibration, this feeling of discomfort or uncomfortableness. And then you have to go and study and look for answers and dig down deep. The one thing I would say is don't count on the people around you because a lot of times they won't have the answers for you. Yeah. you they're, they're in many ways in the same boat that you're in often. So you're going to have to read and study and go to seminars, listen to programs like yours. And it's a wonderful process, but you hope that somebody tips you off to it so you can begin on that road of self-discovery and then become the real, the real person that you wish to be. Yeah, I get, I, I heard something very important there, John, that the people around you might not even be ready to go on that journey. They might not be self-reflective or be in the process right now where they can examine themselves. So they might even send you back. Because uh, what I noticed for myself is when I would talk about some of the things I was thinking about expanding in myself, I got negative feedback. And like you said, it's very well-meaning because they mean the best for you, but they're not in that place. And everyone has their own specific journey wherever it is for them but i like that you mentioned that your body will often give you the signs to say okay this is when things are not working listen to yourself exactly and what you're touching on is something that i refer to as the crab phenomenon or the crab mentality you know they say that when crab fishermen catch crabs they put them in large open buckets of seawater but they don't have to put lids over these buckets because what happens is as one crab tries to crawl out over the edge, the other crabs grab him and pull him back in. And what you wind up is just a churning bucket of crabs and no one ever escapes. So oftentimes for people, it's, it's the people who are closest to them who don't want to see them change or move on or move ahead because they're afraid of loss and they think, we're going to lose her if she changes directions, if she leaves the company, if she leaves the neighborhood, if she leaves the church or whatever it is, we're going to lose her forever. So what they do is, no, don't go. You're perfect the way you are. We love you the way you are. Everyone is happy like this. Mm -hmm. And so you say, my goodness, I would think of all people, you would be encouraging me to grow and to change. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we find it's the, it's the people that are closest to us who discourage that, not because they don't love us, but because they do love us and they're, they're fearful of loss. 
And, and is it also maybe feeling a little bit inside dissatisfied and, and making them call attention to the fact that maybe something's not resting with them okay? There can be. There can be a feeling of, yes, I know where she's coming from. I know, I, I, I understand why she'd want to change. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way in a lot of ways, but I don't feel that I have the strength or the courage or that I'm in a position to do that. So rather than go along with her for that amazing journey, Mm -hmm. it may be easier for me to just say, why don't you stay here with us? Yeah. It's a fascinating process. It totally is. Now as a doctor, I'm guessing you've exhibited patients coming to you that have had signs that come about in their body. This does come about sometimes a warning signs or your body trying to tell you if they're not getting through with dissatisfaction, does disease also kind of reveal itself in, in this stance, trying to get you to pay attention to yourself, your subconscious and, and changing things? Well, absolutely. We see it in medicine chronically in modern society, not only in the United States anymore, but around the world in manifestations of habitual behavior, whether it be drug abuse, whether it be um, uh, overt sexual uh, behavior, uh, promiscuous sexual behaviors, alcohol abuse, cigarette smoking, uh, prescription medications, anything to sort of blunt that feeling of discomfort and disease that we have within us and make it sort of go away rather than face it, deal with it, and go forward in a healthy and productive way. So yes, we're seeing that in medicine all the time. And that, and that we call in medicine stress, of course, and all of these unhealthy ways of dealing with stress. And stress in its end manifestation in medicine, as you know, can lead to uh, high blood pressure, stroke, heart attack, death, etc. Depression, anxiety, so many things. Yeah. All that good jazz. Now, also, I, I'm, all that, all that horrible stuff. Right. I, I'm wondering, status quo, the, the, the thing that we hold on to so, so much sometimes, the idea of not change. Why is change so hard, you think, for so many of us? Change is the most difficult thing in the world, but without change, there's no growth. So it's, it's imperative that we do change um, in order to grow. And one of the, one of the fundamental tenets is that if you will change, everything will change for you. But if you don't change, if you personally don't change, nothing will change. So the way I like to put it, it's like looking in a full length mirror and you look in the mirror and you say, I don't like what I see. I don't like this image of my life, this reflection of who I am. And so you say, mirror, change, image, change, reflection, change. And that's insanity. Mm -hmm. The only way that image, that reflection of your behavior, your eating behavior, your your exercise regime, et cetera, et cetera, will will manifest the change in the mirror is when you change within yourself first. You begin to eat better, less calories, more exercise, healthier eating, better foods, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then lo and behold, the world outside you where you live, the car you drive, the job you have, your savings account, the reflection in the mirror, all begins to reflect those changes that you made inside. But until you change, there will be no change in the world around you. That's rule number one. 
You know what, John, it's bringing to mind one of the things that I think is prevalent in our culture, which is, you know, so, you know, gratification, getting it quick. You know, how can I get that easy buck? You know, the lotto mentality. And I think that kind of plays along with that. I hear people say like, I'd love to have that life or this body, but that changes so far off. It seems so impossible. And I, I think one thing that's helped me is maybe sometimes doing it bit by bit. I think sometimes looking at the overall end destination seems so huge huge you don't even start the, the trip but right. you know sometimes when you think okay what, what can we do today that one thing that one small step that kind of brings us in that direction right well you, you touch on some great things one of my favorite expressions is you know yard by yard everything is hard but inch by inch everything is a cinch and my logo for Chewback Education actually is an elephant with with a bite taken out of it because I love this expression how do you eat an elephant and the answer is one bite at a time. So yes, you're right. If you want to make these big changes in your life or you have a big goal, you want to become a cardiovascular surgeon and you're 19, well, you have to come to terms with the fact that you're going to be 33 at best by the time you become a cardiac surgeon. So big goals need to be broken down into these small pieces that you talk about. And um, that's just a reality that, that we all have to face. One, one great book on that subject is called The One Thing. And in that book, they give, a, they give a great little approach to that. So you say to yourself, to answer your question quite specifically, let's say I'm a 19-year-old or 18 or 19-year-old high school senior. And I say, I want to become a cardiac surgeon, an open-heart surgeon. You set that goal and you figure out, well, if I'm 19, how old would I be when I become a cardiac surgeon? Say 33, okay. Mm -hmm. So you say, that's 15, 14, 15 years from now. In order to be there at 33, where do I have to be four years from now? So you say, well, I need to be a college graduate so I can go to medical school. You say, fine. If I need to be a college graduate four years from now, where do I need to be one year from now? You say, I have to be finishing up freshman year. Okay, if I'm finishing freshman year, where do I have to be in three months? Three months, you have to be in college. So you say, okay, well, to be in college, what do I have to do? You have to send these applications, et cetera. Until you bring it back in time, you go back, it's called back from the future thinking. You'd set your goal and you come back, 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 back until you say, in order for that to happen, what do I have to do right now? And you say to yourself, I better go make an appointment with the high school, you know, college guidance counselor. Mm -hmm. And you get up and you walk down the hall and you knock on his or her door and you say, hey, I'm John Schubach. I'd like to go to college. Could we have a meeting? And they say, yeah. So that's step one. That's the first bite of the elephant. So you have to constantly think this way what can I be doing right this moment to make my long-term goal a reality? Wow. Uh, this is such a fascinating topic, and I know we could go much more deeply and go much longer on this topic, but I don't want us to leave without people finding out how they can get their very own copy of Make Your Own Damn Cheese. How can they do that? Make Your Own Damn Cheese can be acquired through Amazon.com. It's on the shelves at Barnes & Noble. I think it's in uh, all of the Walgreens in their self-help section around the country. But uh, so I, I suppose Amazon would be the easiest way to get it. Absolutely. Well, to leave off, what's your number one tip? Let's say someone's getting started today. They're maybe coming right out of college. Maybe they want to start a new career like you. What's your number one tip for them today? 
My number one tip is you were blessed with a magnificent mind. It's the most powerful tool in the known universe. And each and every one of us has been blessed with one. And the, the six most important words in the world are you become what you think about. So whatever it is that you'd like to achieve, think about it again and again and again and again, and your subconscious will find a way of having you behave in such a way that you will get those results that you desire. That is fabulous. Thank you so much, John. I really appreciate you coming today and sharing your great wisdom on Savvy Broadcasting. Uh, we don't have any people calling in today, so I'm going to give us a wrap here. But thank you so much again for coming to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted for our Life After COVID series. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. If you like this episode, please share. To hear more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to lifeunscriptedradio.com. To become a guest or participate in paid sponsorship, email us at christinalifeunscriptedradio.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.